So I'm going to start a new series about battles, Spartan battles, men, stories, and greatness. I'm going to start with the Battle of the Plata, which is a final land battle during the Second Persian Invasion, which pitted the Greek city-state Sparta, Athens, and Corneth against the Persian Empire led by Xerxes. So, once the Persians discovered that the Greeks had abandoned their positions in the battle and appeared to be in retreat, Mardonius decided to set off an immediate pursuit with the elite Persian infantry. And as he did so, the rest of the Persian army, unbidden, began to move forward. And the rear guard was at the Temple of Demetir, and the Persian cavalry began to assault and attack the Spartans. While the Persian infantry made their way forward, then planted their shields and began shooting arrows at the Greeks while the cavalry withdrew. So the numerically superior Persian infantry were of the heavy um, Sabarar formation, but this was still much lighter than the Greek phalanx. The Persian defensive weapon was a large wicker shield, and they used short spears. The hoplites were armored with bronze and a bronze shield and a long spear. As shown at Marathon, it was a severe mismatch. The fight was fierce and long, but the Greeks continued to push into the Persian line. The Persians tried to break the Greek spears by grabbing a hold of them and jumping onto them, but the Greeks, the Greeks responded by switching to swords. Mardonius was present at the scene while riding a white horse, surrounded by a bodyguard of a thousand men. Tried going to dinner with a thousand men. <laughs> While he remained, the Persians stood their ground. However, the Spartans closed in on Myrdonius, and a Spartan soldier named Eurymnitus killed him with a blow to the head with a stone, a form of death that was foretold by an oracle. Some modern historians think it was unlikely that a Spartan had a sharp seer and would use a tiny stone. But with Myrdonius dead, the Persians began to flee. And although his bodyguard remained, they were annihilated. Only 43,000 Persians survived the battle. The number who died, of course, depended on how many were in the first place. There would be 257,000 dead by Herdonis' reckoning. And Herdonis claimed that the Greeks as a whole lost only 159 men. And, well, a more reliable source said the Greeks had 1,360 Greek casualties. But Erythus and Durothesilis tallied the Greek casualties over 10,000. So we don't know, but we can estimate between 100 and 10,000 men. And this was the Battle of the Plateau. My next battle is the Battle of Mantinea. The, sec the Battle of Mantinea was pitted between the Thebans against the Spartans. So the two armies met near Mantidae in 362 BC. The Spartans, Athenians, Athenians, and Metians were led by the Spartan king and the commander of the Athenian cavalry. The Theban army also included people from the city-states of the Theban Bretonian League. So both generals of the Spartan and Thebans were highly competent. And using a modified version of tactics, he successfully pioneered at Leucothra, another Spartan defeat. He organized the Boeotian troops on the left wing of his army into an unusually deep column of hoplites. This formation of troops in conjunction sought to establish local superiority of numbers while delaying the battle on a weaker center and right side. This tactic allowed a large, dense section of the line to force its way towards the thinic classic phallics. 
the Theban general personally led this column from the front line, and he described it like a trimere with the spur of the prow out in front. The Theban cavalry and light infantry drove off the Spartan cavalry, and the Theban hip-top lights marched into the column across the face of the Indian line, then performed a smart wheel and crashed into the enemy right's flanks, where the Mantinians were positioned. They offered heroic resistance, but they were killed, and the Thebians defeated the Spartans once again. And Spartans couldn't replace their losses was one of the main reasons their downfall. I'll begin my final episode of this series following King Leonidas of Sparta. Much is known about his life comes from the Greek historian Herodotus, whose accounts of the Greek-Persian War shined in an admirable and courageous light on King Leonidas. Believed to be born about 330 BCE, he was the son of King Anaxodorus, who just died 10 years after his birth. He was not a firstborn son, and was therefore not raised to take political charge, and was mentally and physically trained to be a hoptolite warrior. Hoptolite warriors were armed with equipment consisting of an eight-foot spear, round shield, and a short iron sword. They were trained in the form of the phallus, which was the mass rectangular military formation where warriors stood closely and rose next to each other. While the spirit was strong and heavy for fort lines, it failed to adequately protect the warriors if attacked from the side or behind. Spartans were also taught to never show weakness or surrender. He was trained in the experience of the military, so when his brother died a mysterious death, maybe caused by him, probably not, he ascended to power as the ruler of Sparta. His most famous battle is the Battle of Thermopylae, which I've already went over but I will go again for all of you. King Xerxes planned to invade Greece, and King Leonidas was chosen to protect the narrow passage of Thermopylae. This key location was necessary for Persians to penetrate in order to invade the rest of the empire. King Leonidas booked 298 Spartan warriors who endured the same training as he did and met the attackers. Although there were only 300 Spartans, the small army was joined by 7,000 other Greek warriors from various Greek city-states. The military tactics the Greek possessed was able to keep the Persians at bay for a whole two days. However, on the third day, Xerxes and his army of over 80,000 men overpowered the much smaller Greek army. Although King Leonidas and his men were greatly outnumbered, they all fought to death. Surrendering was out of question, and statues were built to honor Leonidas and became a symbol of bravery and determination, mainly known for the movie The 300. Spartan warriors to the Battle of Thermopylae. He went into no battle knowing the odds were against him, and he fought like a Spartan. Thank you guys for watching. Well, not really watching. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Hope you come back and watch more of my episodes covering World War II, World War I, and Spartan society and history.